God, forgive me a little bit this morning. I've had a rough week as far as allergies. And, um, but I'm getting there. <laughs> I want to read to you from Genesis chapter 3. And that seems sort of a strange passage to go to when we're talking about Mother's Day because it reminds us of one of the great tragedies um, in, 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 in the Bible and, and in human history. But I, but I think it's very important for us to, to go to this passage to help us to understand um, mothers and, and who they are. And it's not just Genesis 3. We'll look some at 1 and 2 as well. But turn with me, if you would, to Genesis chapter 3. In our society today, you know, in, in this so-called uh, gender war culture, <laughs> where um, people are having a hard time defining what it means to be um, male or female, uh, one, of the, one of the worst effects of it is that uh, womanhood is under attack, and even more so than that, motherhood is under attack. Uh, it, 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 our society is seeking to undermine the, uh, the family unit as much as possible. And, and, and men have been under attack for quite a while, and, and fatherhood has been under attack for quite a while. But in all this gender debate, what I've, what I've noticed is that, that motherhood is, is being undermined and attacked. And, and the question uh, comes up, you know, uh, not only what is a woman, which is a question that many people in our society are asking today, but, but what is motherhood and what does it mean? We need a thoroughgoing understanding, a theological understanding of, of what we call Christian humanism. There was a humanism that was um, within Christianity long before there ever was secular humanism, which is based in evolution. But, but Christian humanism was based in, in the Bible. And, and it has um, a very positive view of what human beings are supposed to be. And so, you know, no, no better place shows us um, what that, where that is than, than, than in the book of Genesis. G going straight back to the very beginning, of what, what God's intention is for uh, men and women, uh, male and female, and especially our mothers today who, who are um, really being undermined, I think, in, in the current uh, society and, and, and what's being presented and pushed. But first of all, let's read those verses in Genesis uh, 3, um, beginning at verse 14. This is the curse that came upon the world, but, but it teaches us quite a bit. It's not only the curse, but there's redemption all throughout this passage. Verse 14 of Genesis chapter 3. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock, and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. <clears throat> I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between her offspring, between your offspring and her offspring. And he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain shall you bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded, of which I commanded you, you shall not eat. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. 
thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. The man called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all the living. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skin and clothed them. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask God that you would add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of your word. Father, let it go forth and not return void. These are your holy scriptures, Lord, not the words of my mouth, but the holy scriptures that are here. And just help me, Lord, as I try to expound on them. In your name I pray. Amen. So what does it mean to, to be a mother in, in, in today's society? And, and, and it really goes back to the very, very beginning of time. What is a mother? First of all, I would say that um, mothers, and, and just, just like fathers, mothers are created in God's image and bear people in God's image. Mothers are created in God's image and they bear people in God's image. And to me, that's, that, that's a very important thing to understand. It goes back to Genesis chapter 1. So turn back there with me, if you would, back to verse 26 in Genesis chapter 1, just a moment. It says this, Then God said, Let us make man or mankind in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the um, birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. It says that God created man or mankind in his image. That means that they were made to look like him in some way. And we're not talking about physical attributes here. The first thing he says there in Genesis, you know, I'm calling them forth by, by, by my command, he says, for them to have dominion over the earth. God is sovereign over all creation. Man is sovereign over the earth under God. That they were made to, that, that's one of the aspects of being the image of God. They were made to have dominion. Together it says that they have dominion. Um, Genesis chapter 1 has, has a... a a, a more strong, a stronger image on equality than, than any message that's out there in the culture today, I believe. He made the male and female to have dominion over the earth together. And that's very important for us to understand. We look like God because we, we are to have dominion over the earth. That, 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 that's the first thing. Um, Psalm 8 talks about this too. It says this, when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, 
What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? You have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings, and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. And that's talking about mankind in general. God has given men and women dominion over the whole earth. And, and, and women are in charge over the whole earth. The second command he gives them is, is to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And guess what? You can't do that without what? Women. <laughs> without mothers, you can't do that. Be fruitful. And, and in spite of what our society is trying to say, I don't know if you, you've seen recently some of the um, new emojis that um, Apple is trying to put out. But, but, but they're trying to force this agenda too. When I say emojis, those are the little graphics, if those you don't know, that, that, that go on your phone. Whenever you respond to my group text and you put a check mark or, or, or a uh, thumbs up, you know, th those are the emojis. Some of them have smiley faces, some of them have frowny faces. There's one emoji that's been there for a long time, and it's the image of a pregnant woman. Apple is trying to put um, out there an image of a pregnant man. Can you imagine that kind of a front? You know, in the name of equality, they're trying to take away one of the greatest qualities that a woman has. The ability to bear people in the image of God according to his command and, 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 and to fill the earth with people who are in God's image. You can't do that without a woman. You can't do that without mothers. But mothers are our key to God's plan for the earth. Not just that, that the church believes, oh, you think women should be barefoot and pregnant and in the kitchen. Or that, 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 that there's... That, or they're, they're, they're supposed to be just baby factories. That is, isn't what they're, that's saying. It's saying that the role of a woman is key to God's plan, just as key as, as the man's role is in all this. And having dominion over the earth, the woman is in God's image, and, and through her, God is bringing forth His plan for the whole universe. And it cannot be done without her. And, and, it, and, it, and it's the devil who is trying to usurp her role just as he did in the garden when he tempted Eve. The temptation came to her and it came through her to Adam. The devil is still trying to, to subvert women and subvert the role of women and, and motherhood today. It is something holy, it is something sacred, it is something wonderful to, to be a mother. And, and, and yes, part of the image of God has to do with holiness and morality. You know, we, we can talk about right and wrong um, of, of all this, the, these gender politics that are going on. But I think it's even more important to come back to the creation and talk about what we believe as, as Christians rather than, rather than just not, not what we believe. We can come up against the culture in negative ways and say, that's ridiculous, you're insane, you're crazy. God, God's word says that, that a man's not supposed to lie um, with another man as, as a woman does. That's an abomination. We know that those things are wrong. We know those things are in the moral law. 
But we need to have, we need to understand ourselves. What are we as people? What are women as women? What are men as men? What, what, what are mothers and fathers? And, it, and it's strange that we have to go back to, to the very beginning <laughs> to try to redefine those things. And, and I, I think this cultural debate is, is forcing us to go back and, and, and make sure that we understand these things. We understand that women are key in God's plan because women are made in the image of God Almighty and they produce people who are in the image of God Almighty. A wonderful and glorious thing. Not only do mothers, and it's, it's kind of the same idea really, but mothers creating in, in God's image bear people in God's image. Mothers carry the very future of humanity. Mothers carry the very future of humanity within themselves. You know, in the curse in Genesis 3, God, God could have struck them down and, and, and ended their lives right then and there. He could have pronounced the curse of death immediately on them because of their sin and then started over with some new people who would go through the whole process again and, and likely fail. And, and God could have destroyed them and, and, and started over again and, and kept on and kept on until He got the right people to, uh, uh, who, who, who would serve him and, 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 and not fall to temptation. But he chooses not to do that because God is merciful and gracious. What he tells them is, alright, you guys have rejected me. I'm going to give you exactly what you want. <laughs> I'm going to pull my hand back, but you're going to see how hard it is without me. And so, in, instead of telling, instead of telling the, the woman that you're, you're cursed and no more, you're not going to produce any more people in your race. You're not going to produce for me any more people in God's image. Instead of doing that, he says, no, you're going to continue in this role of motherhood, but it's going to be a lot harder. There's going to be suffering. There's going to be a lot of pain that you have to go through without me. But I think at the same time it helps us to understand and appreciate what our mothers went, what mothers go through in bringing forth people for God. Jesus, when He came to this earth, He told us that, that, that there would be a life of suffering. If people would follow Him, they would have to suffer. If people wanted to follow the truth and follow the way of God, there would be suffering in this life because of it. Why? Because following Jesus means that we become countercultural. And, and people who um, you know, want to reject God, um, they end up persecuting and pushing aside people who believe in God. And sometimes we, we may even lose friends and family for following Jesus. Jesus tells us that, 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 that the cross means that this is the way of suffering. I believe women participate that even more so than men do, they understand the suffering and pain because of what they go through in childbirth. They understand and appreciate Christ sometimes in, in ways that, that men cannot. And it's through their suffering and pain that they, they bring forth 
these, these new young people in the image of God. I think women understand that, that suffering, but they carry the future of humanity. Even, even as a result of the curse, even, even after the fall, like I said, God could have wiped them out, but he says, no, the women are going to continue to bring forth the future humanity. Even, even in their suffering. And Adam declares after the curse, he says this, the man called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. And, and that is a glorious and wonderful title. The mother of all the living. Eve is called the mother of all the living. And every mother since then is the mother of all the living. Every life she produces is a new life in, in, God's, in God's world. Fulfilling, fulfilling his, his great and glorious command. Fulfilling His plan of salvation. Women are sacred. They belong to God. They are in the image of God. Mothers are sacred because they bring forth the future of humanity. The cargo they carry when they, they carry a child is precious cargo to God. You know, you, you, you see the signs on, on the cars, you know, baby on board. Well, that, that, the, women uh, carry the future of humanity. They, they carry people in the image of God. And, 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 and without that, we wouldn't have nothing. You know, I, th I think it's interesting, too. You know, woman came from man when, when God created woman. Woman came from man. But every man since then has come from a woman. <laughs> There's no way around it after, that, after that, first, that first thing. Woman came from man, but every man since then has come from woman. I think this is why Paul says later on that women would be saved by childbirth, through childbirth. Not because, not because uh, again, this idea of women should be barefoot and pregnant and in the kitchen. That's not what the Bible is saying. But it's saying that women participate in, in the salvation of, of God's salvation in humanity when they bring forth more children. Mothers should definitely be, be honored, and, when, and motherhood should definitely be held sacred and uplifted today. And not only do, do, did mothers or do mothers carry the future of humanity, a mother carried the salvation of humanity. As soon as God pronounced the curse, on the serpent, he says this in verse 15 of Genesis 3. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between her offspring, between your offspring and her offspring, he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. In the curse, that, that is the first prediction of a Messiah who would come. And, and, and put an end to, to the serpent's um, destruction of humanity. To the serpent's subversion of humanity. Her offspring would bruise your head, which is where, where the people believe the power lied. 
and, but, but the serpent would bruise his heel. In other words, he would strike him in a place that, oh, it might affect him a little bit, but he can probably shake it off and move on. <laughs> if you bruise a head or cause a head injury, you cause a lot more damage than, than, than necessarily if, if something strikes your heel. This is, a, this is the first prediction of, of the Bible, even in the midst of the curse, that through the woman, God would produce the salvation of humanity. Her offspring would crush the head of, of Satan. And even though Satan would, would deal a blow too, his blow would be deadly. His blow would be destructive. There would be no salvation if it were not for women and if it were not for motherhood. Throughout Old Testament history, when God chose to save his people, what did he do? He didn't just go out and call forth great warriors. He didn't go and, and um, call forth the Archangel Michael to, to lead a battle. Whenever God uh, affected the salvation uh, uh, in his people, Israel, most of the time it started off with a child being born. Sarah could not bear children. And now she was, you know, 90 years old. But God had promised that through her, the continuance of the nation of Israel would, would, would happen. Abraham's family would be as numerous as the, the, the sand on the shore and, and the stars in the sky. So, so miraculously, at 90 years old, Sarah was given a child named Isaac. And he carried on the covenant promises that were given to Abraham. And through Abraham, not only were his offspring blessed, but through him all nations of the world would be blessed. Because eventually, through Abraham's lineage, would come the Messiah. Happens again with, with Samuel. The nation is in chaos. They were in a period of absolute civil war at the end of, at the, end of the book of Judges. And so a young woman named Hannah, who also could not bear children, begged and begged for the Lord to give her a child. And she finally said, Lord, if you give me a child, I will dedicate him to you. I'll take him to the priest. Let, let, let the priest raise him in training. Because for, for a woman to bear forth a, a, a child was very important in those days as far as the, their status. So she said, Lord, if you, if you give me a child to, to give me honor... I'll dedicate him to you. Well, she brings forth Samuel. And as soon as she weaned him, she handed him to the priest and said, You raise him as a priest and a prophet of Israel. And Samuel was the first to anoint kings who would reunite the nation. God's salvation plan coming through a woman. And it keeps happening throughout history until finally... We arrive to the Mother Mary. <laughs> the other interesting thing is, is that when God brought about his salvation plan to come in the flesh, he doesn't just appear in the flesh. He takes Mary's flesh. <laughs> 
He takes on Mary's flesh in, his, in, in, in the womb. He comes the natural way, yet, yet, yet in a special way, because Mary was a virgin, to, to, to prove Jesus' divine origin. Jesus doesn't come from man. He, he came from the agency of God and the Holy Spirit. But she takes on Mary's flesh. Jesus takes on Mary's flesh and, and, and becomes the Son of God on earth. Son of God and Son of Man coming forth. And Jesus took on human flesh and dwelt among us. Then He suffered and died as a sacrifice for sins to undo the curse of sin and death. To crush the head of the serpent. Jesus was, was struck. He was, he was put on the cross. He suffered and died for our sins. But He rose again from the grave defeating death and sin. And through Him, if, if, if we but ask His forgiveness, we, we can have that restoration with God. We, we have that restoration. We, we have the promises of God applied to us again. We have the hope of a, of a future salvation. We have a hope of, of a life beyond death. And whereas you know, the world is wandering around in darkness, Jesus, in the flesh, in human flesh, the flesh of His mother, comes forth and brings forth the salvation of all mankind. A light to the nations. Not only to, to His people and, her, and, and Mary's people, but, but a light to all the world. So what is a woman? <laughs> what, what is a mother? A mother is, is one who is made in the image of God and produces people in the image of God. The future of humanity comes from her. And the salvation of humanity came from her. And so how important are they in God's economy? I'd say very important. You know what Genesis 2 says? God looked at everything and saw that it was good. But then he looked at mankind and said, It is not good for man to be alone. And why is you go on vacation and, and leave your kids with, with, with your husbands and uh, they, they've wrecked the house and they have dirty faces? Uh, you, you can see why. <laughs> it's not good for a man to be alone. Now, I joke about that, but God does not leave men alone. It's not good for a man to be alone. He needed a helper. He needed a helpmate. And so God doesn't bring forth, you know, it, it sits... Adam sits there and names all the animals in Genesis 2. God brings the animals to him and, 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 and um, Adam describes them and names them. Giving them a name assigns them some sort of character. Um, but, but none of them, it says, were suitable for Adam. So he takes from Adam's side and creates the woman. It's not good for a man to be alone. The woman completes him. Male and female, he created them. Women become, since then, the mother of all the earth. The future of humanity comes from her, and God's salvation comes from her. And so we honor our mothers today. We, we honor our mothers for giving us life. We honor our mothers for the suffering that, that they went through to bring us forth. A lot of women today are afraid of going through the suffering and pain and, and, and not just in, in, the, in the initial childbirth, 
But all the things that come afterwards as far as um, raising a child, um, you know, economic stability and, and being able to, to feed the ch the ch the, that, that child, a lot of women are, are afraid of that sort of thing. And so they, they turn to the alternatives like abortion. And, and, and what's even worse is that, is that um, you know, uh, um, men that, that um, impregnate women, that, they, that them and their families pressure that young girl to, to uh, have that abortion and get rid of that child. This idea of, of pro-choice to me is, is kind of um, a, a false idea because a lot of times women are so pressured they don't have a choice except to abort. Constant messages that, that say that, that, you know, if you want to be happy in life, then you need to get rid of that child. Now, I, for one, am thankful um, that this uh, Roe versus Wade is about to be overturned because it forces the issue back to the states. And that's all it does. It doesn't ban abortion. It doesn't get rid of abortion. It pushes it back to the states to decide these kinds of things. But I can, I can tell you this doesn't matter to me when life begins or when, when it's conceived. Every life that comes forth is a potential human life made in the image of God. And I hope for an end to abortion one day. And I know that there's exceptions to, to, to that rule. I know sometimes you have to save the life of the mother. That's not even in, in question. But how do we affirm motherhood? How do we affirm life in our society? We go back to God's word and look at his plan for humanity. And it is that, that we become fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. God loves life. And again, it's not about being barefoot and pregnant and, and producing lots of kids. That's not what, it, what it's saying. It's saying God loves life. He loves future human beings. He loves people in His image. God loves, and so He loves life and wants it to continue. And we need to affirm life. We need to affirm motherhood as believers in Him. Let's stand. <clears throat>